This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We Canadians love to talk about the weather, likely because we get every kind of weather on the planet here in our country. Depending on the time of year, we could be facing biting cold, snowstorms, ice storms, or sweltering heat, torrential rain, even tornadoes. Given all the information we now have about climate change and global weather patterns, here to tell us about the type of weather we may face in 2017 is Senior Climatologist for Environment Canada, Dave Phillips. Welcome back, Dave. Well, thank you, Jane, and uh, it was wonderful to be able to speak to you in the new year. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Thank you, you too. It seems like we've been getting more snow than usual here in Toronto. Is there a lot more to come in 2017? Well, I mean, we certainly, you're right about that. We've had, um, I think in Toronto, we've uh, totaled so far about about 40-some centimeters of snow. It's certainly a lot more than we saw last year. It was almost a snow drought that existed in the GTA, and and we know certainly that ski resorts north of Toronto really, really suffered dearly. I mean, they just had a, it was almost no year for them. I mean, if we if we looked at the amount of snow we've had so far, which is a little bit more than 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 normal, um, uh, we would have had to last year go to almost the middle of February to see a equivalent amount. So certainly we've had uh, more cold. Uh, we've had more snow. I think in overall we've had about 10 centimeters more than normal. But, you know, Jane, it's sort of come and gone. I mean, we had a good amount. Most of that was, of course, in, in December. But then it rained. We got warm temperatures. We had cold temperatures. That kind of back and forth, up and down. And so right now we don't have any really snow on the ground in the Toronto area. Clearly north of Toronto they do, where, where I live and up in the Collingwood area. It's, it's like white gold up there. They wish they had some in Toronto because that would encourage people to think, well, it is winter, wax those skis and head north. And, oh, right. Uh, it, uh, it, sometimes it takes a little bit more convincing when in your backyards and front yards in Toronto you just don't have that white stuff as, uh, as they do in, uh, in good depths up in, uh, in cottage country and in the Collingwood area. What are your computers saying about snow in January? Well, it is the snowiest month, although last year, oddity, it was April, was the more winter-like in April than any of the other uh, winter months. You know, Jane, I think what nature has shown us so far is, is really the, um, the kind of uh, opening act of what we think the winter is going to be. A little bit of up and down, yo-yo-y kind of weather where you get snow. I mean, this week it's going to be, we're going to have uh, rain tomorrow and, and seven degrees warmer than normal. And then we're going to be back into the cold with some, uh, with flurries and, and the chance of snow. So we'll have a white cover. And then, hey, by next week at this time, we may very well be back into the, the mild weather again. So I think this kind of um, back and forth is the is really what we think the personality, the character of, of winter will be. So clearly more than what we had last year. But overall, we think that the uh, temperature will be a little milder than normal, but clearly not the cancel winter that we saw last year. Right. So people who like winter, they'll have their moments. They're not going to be left out of the, 
the cold. And, and those people who don't like winter, well, hey, it won't be nature making up for uh, what there was no winter last year by giving us too much of a winter this year. I'm looking out the window here at the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, and once again, we have a beautiful blue yeah. sky. Oh. And yesterday was just a gorgeous day for that outdoor <laughs> hockey uh, game it at was. BMO. And Jane, you know, it was that went across the United States. I think that was the biggest selling point for Toronto that you could ever imagine. Sure. People thought, oh my gosh, the great white north is, not, <laughs> is great, but not white. And, uh, and it, looked, it looked just so attractive. And uh, it was, boy, you couldn't buy that kind of publicity uh, if you had uh, gone in every magazine in the United States. It was, it was really, it was like a polished jewel that Toronto was yesterday. True enough. With that blue sky. And uh, it just shows you that people can, hey, you can come up in the, in, the, in the winter season and have as much fun in Toronto as you can in all seasons. And it's nice, especially for older people. I was out for quite a lengthy walk yesterday in my area of Etobicoke, and all the sidewalks oh. were dry. And that's just so much safer for everybody. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure the uh, the emergency rooms and the various hospitals are relieved at that because you're right. I mean, we just, uh, it, you're so vulnerable. People want to get out and walk. And you know that sun. You know, Jane, we've talked about this before, but I often say, you know, you get the temperature that might be, say, minus, uh, minus four. It, it's, uh, it's all right. And then when you get that sun, you add another, like, six, seven degrees to it. So we always measure temperature in the shade. So when you hear about the temperature in Toronto, it's always uh, in a shaded temperature. But you go up that sun, that warmth on your body um, is adding uh, several more degrees. So that's why I always say for people to walk on the sunny side of the street <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and look, look when, the, especially if the wind isn't blowing and the sun is shining, like today and yesterday, it is you don't want to be a shut-in. You want to get out there. And, and, you know, I think, Jane, it makes winter go faster when you can get these kind of days. And, uh, you know, if it's the same weather just day after day, week after week, like we had, you know, two or three years ago when it was so cold and snowy and it just went on forever, um, well, I think when you get it broken up like we've had this year, um, it, it already uh, it feels like, you know, we've, November, December can be winter-like months. We've already survived those, you see, and we have January, the end of January, we reach what we call the dead of winter, which is usually the coldest moment, and you get into February, the days get longer, and you can feel that warmth in March, and all of a sudden, my gosh, it wasn't such a bad uh, summer after, or winter after all, even though it was more of a summer than we had last year. I know you recognize his voice. Dave Phillips is on with us here on Zoomer Radio, and I don't want to keep Dave all to myself. Please call in if you'd like to ask a question or offer a comment about the weather. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Stephen, you're in Parkdale right around the corner from us here. What would you like to add to the conversation? Well, I know when I first came to Toronto, which was about 38 years ago, uh, there was enough snow every winter uh, for the first few years I used to go cross-country skiing over in High Park on a regular basis, no problem. So the winters have, uh, the amount of snow seems to me to have uh, dissipated. Well, Stephen, you're absolutely right about that. You know, I mean, I know I'm trying to do my math here. I know the 70s. Stephen, was the snowiest decade in Toronto. And my gosh, we, uh, we, we used to get a lot more snow then than we do now. A couple of factors. I think it's certainly the urban heat island, the fact that there's more cars and people and buildings and that. And so more stored heat, which uh, uh, causes the uh, maybe those days where you were going to get snowflakes, where you may get 
drops of rain, uh, too. We also know the winters are warmer, and so therefore that helps to what nature giveth, it also taketh away. So you're absolutely right. You're, uh, often I say, you know, our memories are not necessarily uh, accurate with what the value or the numbers say, but in your case, Stephen, you're right on. I mean, we, had, we were really much more uh, snowy, and even just the thought of a, like a white Christmas. You know, we're down now in Toronto to be about a 35%. We had one this year. We didn't have one the last two years, but we had one this year. In the last 10 years, we've only had two of those white Christmases where back in the 70s, and uh, it was more like about a 55, 60% chance of a white Christmas. So, so just that alone is telling you that, uh, hey, we don't seem to get as much snow as we did uh, uh, a few decades ago. David, how concerned are you about climate change? Are we, are we taking the right measures to reverse it? Well, I, I think it's, um, I, I, I'm certainly, uh, I believe that it is not something that's going to, uh, uh, it's something we have to wait for. It's happening right now. It's going to, in fact, I think our motivation for doing something about it is not based on what we've seen, but based on what we're going to see over the next uh, uh, decade or two decades. I think, Jane, for me, it's not, I mean, it's hard to, to say that it's a problem in Canada. We are the second coldest country in the world, the snowiest, and hey, we probably have a lot of cold and snow to give up. And, um, but I think for me, what concerns me is the fact that we'll see greater extremes of weather, maybe uh, heavier doses of rain, uh, more chances of getting that extreme kind of weather. And we've already seen it, you know, where it's not something that is, you know, we have to look in the crystal ball and see. We've already seen the fact that when it rains in Toronto, you get heavier doses of rain. And so, so, so that is an issue. The other thing is the variability, the wild swings that, you know, we plan for normal weather. We, we base, so we plant seeds, we uh, build hospitals, we plan our vacation on, on normal weather. And what doesn't seem to be happening in, in recent years is, is normal weather. We, we get to almost expect the unexpected. So those are the two things that I think. It's not about slushier winters and earlier springs that will beat us up. I think it is the fact that we will potentially more, see more extremes and also that that flip-flopping back and forth where you just can't plan with weather in mind, uh, that will be a big, a big challenge. And so I think it's a matter of learning to live with our changing climate, do things differently in the city as neighborhoods and, and, and cities and various governments. I think we're you know, slowly going that way, uh, but we certainly don't need more proof. I think that what we've seen in a, in a weird and wild kind of way from weather is is telling us that uh, nature is delivering the goods as we saw. You know, Jane, I was, I was there 25, 30 years ago when the four first forecasts were made about what conditions would be like when Canada would turn 150 years old. Oh, fascinating. And, and, and you know, those models were right. You know, we didn't get sea levels right because the sea levels are, are melting faster than we thought. But certainly in terms of, of droughts, in terms of, of heavy rainfalls, in terms of hot days, um, hey, those models were just not... A science fiction. They were they were right on. So if you were getting models about when Canada turned 150, 25 years ago, what are the models saying now about what Canada will be like when we're 175? Well, Jane, very nicely put. I mean, I, I think that what we see is, uh, is more of the same. We're not going to see, um, and you started right off the top, talking about the kind of variety of weather that we get in Canada uh, and in the Toronto area. It's not going to be so foreign to us. It's not as if we're going to see typhoons or sandstorms, uh, but we're going to see the same weather, but what's going to be different about it is the statistics of those weather is going to change. We're just going to see, uh, you know, heavier doses of rain when nature chooses to rain. 
Uh, we'll have wild swings. We'll see hotter temperatures. I don't think we'll see cooler temp- colder temperatures, but you can't always uh, rule that out. But more of a kind of uh, a flip-flopping back and forth is kind of the, the pattern. A lot of people say to me, well, what will Canada, what will Toronto be like in, in 50 years? I'll say, well, you know what? Think about Kentucky is now. And they'll say, oh, bluegrass, that sounds very inviting. (laughs) But I'll say, well, listen, let me tell you about uh, Kentucky. They have five times the number of hailstorms that Toronto has. They have more uh, EF5 tornadoes than any other state in the Union per capita. And you know what? We've never had an EF5 tornado in Toronto or in Ontario, one only in Canada. And if your home was hit by an EF5 tornado, you'd have to walk back three or four times to say, did anybody ever live here? Because right. the soil would be gone. Every building, piece of building material would be into the next county. So uh, it's not, not necessarily something that we would, uh, we would want. So uh, my sense is that, hey, stay tuned. If we talk about the weather now... Well, we'll be talking about it even more in the years to come. Dave Phillips with us on the line for a couple of more minutes. So we'll get back to 2017 here. Uh, you, you mentioned, I'm still reeling from hearing we're the second coldest country in the world. <laughs> uh, what, you know, as we move into February, a month from today, uh, Wyatt and Willie will yeah. uh, forecast, give his forecast. When can we expect to see spring this year? Well, you know, I think, and in, in, it's always hard to say, and, and gee, I wouldn't want to bet the family farm on this or the fishing fleet, uh, maybe a loony or two, but I think that we're going to see spring a little earlier this year, only because last year, April was the cruelest month. I mean, it's always said to be the cruelest month, and it really demonstrated that last year. In fact, May was. We had snow, Jane, in May in Toronto. I don't think that's ever happened before. And we saw freezing temperatures. And then on the long weekend in May, my gosh, it warmed up and it stayed warm for seven months. If we could bottle last, last summer and sell it every year, we'd go for it. We had, it was warm. We had only one smog day. Oh, precipitation was down. So, so my sense is we'll see sp- uh, spring arrive a little earlier than we saw last year. Summer won't be quite as long, but it'll still be uh, too too warm. Good muscle shirt and tank top kind of weather. It, it 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 seems to be that, but we may just not see the duration of it. You know, if you pick your holidays for July, you may find that August is the best month. Where last year, my gosh, every month from May to November was was warmer than uh, than normal. So, uh, well, hey. you really can't go wrong in July going for a vacation in central Ontario to cottage country. That uh, July just seems to always be a banner month. It is. Now, the water temperatures are probably a little warmer in August than in July because they have a little bit more time. They retain their heat and they take a little while longer to warm up. But you're right. You know that people in where, where it's often said the most vacation time in Ontario is usually the last week of July and the first week of August. And guess what, Jane? That is when, on average, you have your warmest temperature. So, hey, you don't know to be a, a weather person or a climatologist to know that that in the middle, what we call the um, the uh, the dog days of summer are usually for Ontario the best time to get out there and enjoy the uh, uh, the province. But hey, my my special my favorite season is the fall mm-hmm. because my gosh, it's free energy time. You don't have to have your air conditioning on, your heat on, and the landscape boy in this province never looks more 
more beautiful. I don't think there's a place I'd rather be than Ontario in uh, in September and October. You're right. Our fall colors are legendary. That's they where are. that's where we'll leave our chat today about the weather. Thanks so much for taking time out of your January 2nd for us, Dave. Thank you, Jane, so much. Bye-bye now. Bye now. Environment Canada's senior climatologist, Dave Phillips. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.